get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Broncos live coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. And today, the A stands for anytime now. Anytime now. Start hiring coaches. <laughs> what about so antsy? It's all right. What about amore? Oh, yeah. that's good. That's oh, Valentine's Day. Did you Day. think about that before this? Oh, of course You've I did. You've been yeah, like, yeah. in the shower yeah. this yeah. morning. Yeah. You're like, of I got course. this. Wow. <laughs> Damn, makes me regret that I didn't think of that because then it would have been crazy if you were sitting on it. And I very had true. It. It's very true. You would have scooped me. I would have from I my would've. own scoop. Yes. Uh, and speaking of scoops, <clears throat> just waiting, waiting on true. a scoop yeah. from it's anyone. Very true. Mike, be nice. Troy, Tommy P. Is it gonna happen? Adam, Ian, anyone gonna tell us? One coach the Broncos are hiring. Maybe it's tomorrow, right. right before the show, Adam's gonna drop it, and the A is gonna be for Center Adam. For Adam. Nice. Up and at them. Up and at is Are there any eight coaches? Uh, mm. Anna Rumo. Mm. Can't hire him. Can't hire no, him. No, no. Mm, wow. Um, I, Azani? Yes. Azani's the only one. Zachary David. Zachary David, cousin Zach. Uh, that would blow my mind. <laughs> yes. If he promoted to offensive coordinator. <laughs> yes. Especially since they're allowing him to yep. go interview with other teams <laughs> right now. Yep. Um, so I guess the question is, where do we stand? What's going on? No idea. Uh, um, we we heard last week and found out last week that Sean Payton is in no rush to create a staff. He says, you know, typically it starts with coordinators and you make your way on down. Currently, the Broncos have hired and not even officially one coach, and that's the offensive line coach. And I actually think that speaks volumes uh, to, to Zach Streif and who mm -hmm. he is as a coach and how Sean Payton views him. I think at the end of this, Sean Payton is going to internally think that that's the biggest hire he made. So wow. I think that's the reason why he's the only guy that's hired so far. Hired before the offensive coordinator, but right now, no offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator, no special teams coordinator. And like you said about Zachary David Azani, he's letting other, other coaches that were on this staff interview and take jobs at other places. He's in no rush. And one of the things that he added last week, Sean Payton, was, I've gone till the combine to make my staff mm -hmm. before we're three weeks away from the combine, so it's not like he's saying, oh, yep, I need to start building it right after the Super Bowl. We could have coordinators by the end of the week, or we may not have them for two and a half weeks. Is that a flex? Like, I don't know. It'd be like me being like, yeah, I, show up to, I showed up to work an hour late. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. no, no, no. I mean, it's. I feel like at this point, we give them the benefit of the doubt. Everybody was rushing them through the head coach search process. As it turned out... They were just trying to get the Saints to take less for Sean Payton. That number kept coming down and down and down. They wind up giving up less than anybody could have expected. And it was worth it. It was totally worth it. They, sh they, they did the right thing. And that's why I'm more than willing to give Sean Payton, ever heard of him, the benefit of the doubt when he tries to put a staff together. There's, there's no rush How in my mind. How can there be any sort of benefit to yeah. waiting? Yeah, and you that, find that, the right guy. That's the big. There's difference. no rush. That's the big difference, though, Henry. Is maybe the Broncos drew the process out in order to drive mm -hmm. a price down. They're not driving any prices down no. because one, they're not trading for anyone, and two, 
it doesn't matter what their price is. They're not really trying to drive anyone's price yeah. down financially. There's no rush, though. But it's all right. But there kind of is, though. You're I don't think so. You're saying they're waiting for the right guy. The right guy could have been taken three times before they even Yeah. And if that was anybody. the case, then I'm sure they would have uh, jumped in and interviewed him, though. Like, I'm not... I, I'm not, not interviewing anyone. I'm not going <laughs> to care whether they hire somebody now or hire somebody three weeks from now. I mean, the last time you were right on this. So. Yep. I'm doubling down. Hank's just completely bought into the... Uh, he, he's he's going to buy into whatever they tell him. Which, the, which, I think which in betting fine. terms, you're I, actually I letting it ride. Batting a, th- batting a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the process. You got any more Trust phrases? The you want to <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it makes me un- it makes me uneasy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. You know, I see all these offensive coordinators getting interviewed, and, and it's not the end of the world by any means, but it's just like, I kind of wish we were in the game here. Yeah. Like, just, you know... It, I felt the same way about the coaching search. It's just like, why not? Why wouldn't you interview guys? What are you doing right now? I agree. Mm-hmm. And there's one reason why maybe they did wait until now. And that is if they wanted to interview an assistant for the Eagles True. or the Chiefs, then they did have to <clears throat> wait until yesterday or today or at any point this week. And if they go grab a defensive coordinator uh, from the Eagles defensive staff and they go and grab... Eric Bieniemy or another person from the Chiefs staff. Okay, then sure, it made sense why they waited. But Ryan, I lean more where you are than where Henry is, and and uh, Henry could end up being right in the end. But I just now everyone is available to interview. Mm-hmm. I think the longer you wait, uh, you're only doing yourself more disservice by potentially losing these guys. Because you brought up interviewing people on the Eagles staff, I just want to bring this up. Isn't it odd? What they? I heard the same exact sentence said one thousand times leading up to the Super Bowl. Every single analyst on every single set at Media Row said the same thing. What's that? The Eagles have the best team. The Chiefs have the best quarterback. Mm. And we're talking about roster, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So then, why is everyone falling all over themselves for the Eagles' assistance? Put them in good situations. Yeah, because the coaching staff built them up. I mean, if you want to play that, that I'm just going to show you. It, it just like reminds me of Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator getting hired for a head yeah. job yeah. every year. It's like, are you got you got? Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. He so does what, it all. So what you're saying is they should be hiring uh, Howie Roseman's assistant general manager. That would be the move. Maybe, or they should just be hiring the best football coaches. So are you skeptical? Like, why didn't Lou Anarumo get a job? It's a great question. To me, that's a better candidate. Because he did more with less? Yes. Yeah, he really hmm. did. Didn't make the Super Bowl. He did less with less. No, he didn't. He, did he didn't make the Super Bowl. Less? Okay, I guess he didn't do more. He did almost as much with less. <laughs> look at look at the unit that he had, though. And tell yeah. me how many like studs there are on that unit compared to other teams. And mm-hmm. look what he did to the Bills. And what, they held the Chiefs to 23 points? I'll take that any day of the week. That's just yeah. that's kind of my point there. I don't know. I think it's weird that we're, everyone, everyone yeah. in Phoenix was in agreement. The Eagles have the best roster in the league. Yeah. yeah. So then the, co- the coaching job is easy. Should be. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, right. they basically did the job. They needed, like, one more play in the Super Bowl for things to swing. But, I mean... One more it, call, you mean. The, the Eagles... More, oh, boy. The defensive side <laughs> oh uh, on the Eagles did not do their job in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's 35 true. 35 points. They fell off. And that's... The, the Gannon one, to that, me, is worse than the Steichen higher. I think that motion screen just broke man coverage forever. Oh, man. Yeah. That is... That is insane. And, of course, it's going to be Andy Reid to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, do you not like the hires of Gannon and Steichen? 
No. I mean, Steichen, much more so. Okay. Why? So, because uh, of what he was able to do with Jalen? Because, yeah, yeah Jalen Hurts is not the best quarterback, and I think most people wouldn't put him in their top five. I think you definitely have an mm-hmm. argument if you want to put him in your top five, but I think if I, you know, we went around the office today or whatever and said, name your top five quarterbacks, I don't think Jalen Hurts is coming up in everyone's. Or especially you can say Last that he, year. I was going to say a year ago, he was not in anyone's top five, and now he's maybe borderline. Right, but then you do the same thing that you can do with all these guys who coach under offensive coaches. You're like, well, yeah. was it really Steichen? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Or was it, you know, uh, Nick Sirianni? Yeah. So, I don't know. It, uh, hiring coaches is so hard, and it's just a coin flip. That's why I'm glad the Broncos have a guy with a proven track yep. record. Like, if if Sean Payton fails in Denver... You can't look back and say like, well, it's the it's the fault of the hiring process. Right. No, it would just be it would, there would be other factors. Now, if Shane Steichen blows up and ends up being the best hire of the cycle, you will be able to go back and say, why didn't they interview him? Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. And there's probably going to be one or two coaches that end up succeeding from this five man cycle that the Broncos do that that we do say, why didn't you talk to him? Yeah, that's just how it goes. You know, I can't Talk find to everyone, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't go that way. There was a great Reddit post um, where basically the the question was, what was the Eagles' best win this season? And it's kind of crazy. Like you look through the playoff yeah. teams that they beat. Like the best win was Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Outside of that, like you beat the Cowboys. I think one or both those games with Cooper Rush. No, no. I th- um, one. They beat the only beat the Cowboys once. The time that they lost to oh. the Cowboys was, was with Gardner Minshew. Okay, that's right. A bunch right. of fumbles. But yeah, you go all the way through, and it's kind of crazy to look at. Like, the the good wins, like they beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, but that is kind of how I feel about that Eagles staff, too, is like, oh, you had the talent, I you got to the Super Bowl, like you kind of checked the box, but it's a, I don't know. They did a good job, but they did kind of what you expect from them. Was it maybe maybe it was Cooper Rush like last game of the season? Yeah, the, the Eagles had something to play for, but the Cowboys didn't. Something like mm-hmm. that. Right, right, right. Well, and that's uh, kind of what you look at with the Vikings, right? I, I think the Eagles yeah. and the Vikings through most of the year were like the exact same uh, in terms of like, oh, they've had so many close games, beat so many, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bad teams, but not that signature win. It's also just that the NFC is trash. exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's true. And yeah. I worried about that just the Eagles, and I don't think it actually really mattered in the end, mm-hmm. but I did think like, man. The Chiefs have had to go through some really good teams to get here, and the Eagles just haven't. It's very yep. true. But I don't think it ended up playing a factor. Um, I mean, it came down <clears throat> to three points, so yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So where do the Broncos stand? Who should they be interviewing? You know, what are, what are they going to do with this staff? The two big names out there right now on the offensive side of the ball are Greg Roman and Eric Bieniemy. Um, the one... I should say the opening created by Greg Roman has been filled in a very interesting fashion uh, with Todd Monk and the OC from Georgia. Yeah, it has. And then do you know who took Todd's job at Georgia? Oh, I know this. Yeah, you do. You know the name. You know, don't think too hard. I forgot. Rich Gangarello? Former <laughs> CSU head coach Mike Bobo, yes, yes. who they plucked from Georgia. Yeah, it's Ooh. all just... Yeah. <laughs> just if you know someone, you're yeah, good forever. It's very true. Uh, so very interesting <clears throat> things going on there. But Greg Roman, regarded for years as one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. And it just seemed like for the past, what, three or so years that every year the Ravens and him kind of like had a meeting. Okay, are we going to stay together? Mm -hmm. Are we going to break up? And up until this year, they've decided, yeah, we're going to stay together. And it's just one of those weird things where you're like, 
why would you not want him? But things eventually yeah. wore down, and so that's how you're able to get a really good offensive coordinator is they parted ways. Because one thing you can't do is you can't hire another team's offensive coordinator to be your offensive coordinator unless it's to for kind of a raise of being an assistant head coach mm-hmm. slash being able to call plays. So that's how they'd be able to get Greg Roman. And then really quick, another big name, Eric Bieniemy. Well, he's kind of had this exact same situation yeah. that Greg Roman has had where every year it's like, well, is he going to become a head coach? No. Is he still going to be the coordinator? Well, we'll keep him for one more year because he'll get a head coaching job. But now Eric Bieniemy is a free agent and he's able to talk to other teams. So that's how the Broncos mm-hmm. and other teams could get the Chiefs offensive coordinator to be their coordinator is he's not under contract anymore. Yeah, it's a <laughs> weird situation with Bien. Well, first of all, uh, with Gray Roman, can you imagine you break up from a long-term relationship and then within a month your your ex already has a new Valentine? Wow. On Valentine's Day? Oh, dang. Wow. And then, and then you're you're just single still. You're single. Yeah. yeah. And they're like posting lovey-dovey pics, honeymoon Damn. face. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Tough scene. Tough scene. Did you see the little statement that uh, Harbaugh put out today? <clears throat> no. It was like we interviewed 21 candidates, which is right up your alley, yeah. for it, and we found the perfect one. <laughs> I bet Nick Saban loves it. Um, yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> he probably is actually the one who recommended him for the job. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then with Eric Bieniemy, So the comments, I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm seeing it in our live chat. The comments love Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. And I love Eric Bieniemy too. There's just this one thing. I think the only reason why Eric Bieniemy is a free agent is because he told Andy Reid, "Hey man, I think I need to go do my own thing because it's not this isn't working out for me to become a head coach." Mm-hmm. Um, everyone gives all the credit to you and Pat. Yeah. Yeah. I get no credit yeah. except for when like one of my media homies makes a point to give me some credit <laughs> on, like on a sideline <laughs> report. Um, and and so. Why would Eric Bieniemy then turn around and go work under another one of the greatest offensive minds of all time in Sean Payton just to get the same thing? Because I'll tell you what, if Russell Wilson wins comeback player of the year next year, everyone is going to be falling all over themselves to credit Sean Payton, and probably rightfully so. Even if Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator, they're not going to say, look what Eric Bieniemy did. They're going to say, look what Sean Payton did. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's why this one may be too much of a dream candidate. What Exactly. <laughs> why would Eric Bieniemy make this lateral move? However, I don't think that should stop the Broncos from giving him a call and, and trying to offer him just too much money to pass up. Yeah, yeah. you can give him the call. I just think there's no chance it happens. Because if, if, if he's not going to call plays, he's going to wind up back with the Chiefs. And in Denver, he's not going to call plays. And like it it feels to me like it's as simple as that like there is just absolutely no reason to go somewhere and not call plays like why not just stick in Kansas City especially with the Andy Reid retirement rumors going on and there's no guarantee he gets that job when he does retire but that could be next year could be the year after that and if that's the case that's a great job to get and he'd probably be one of the top candidates for it so unless there really is a good situation which would mean calling plays I, I just can't see him actually leaving Oh, you think he's going back? I think there's a good chance. I think either either he goes somewhere to call plays or he goes back to Kansas City. How, I, I agree with that. How yeah. wild would it be for him to not just not get a head coaching job, but mm-hmm. not get an offensive coordinating job where he's raised just a little <laughs> bit by being able to call plays? Somebody will let him call plays. 
I'm, I, would, I feel good about that. I would think so. And right I think now it looks like it, it would be the commanders though. Yeah. And that I would mm-hmm. just tell like Eric, like I have his number. I would maybe text him like, flex. dude, don't, <laughs> the flex. don't take that job. What wow. are you doing? So then maybe that's stay with Patrick Mahomes as long as you can until you get a be- until you get an, a similar offer. Or maybe he says to himself at that point, okay, I can go with the Commanders, which are a terrible organization, have a good head coach, um, but an awful Kinda. organization and. What is there? I, a good person as a head coach. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Not a fantastic head coach. Uh, and what's their quarterback situation? You don't Nothing. know yeah. what that is. So you can go there. You can go back to the Chiefs, where, by the way, if you go back to the Chiefs, you are just pretty much guaranteeing yourself to be in the exact same position next exactly. year. You're pretty much just having a really good job with people that you know. It's a cushy gig. Or maybe this is the third option, or you can... Tell yourself it's the second option of you can go fail with a team, uh, and that's not going to help you at all. Why not just go prove that you can do what you did with the Chiefs, with the Broncos, with, with another team, mm. and uh, then it's showing that you can do it with multiple different teams. I, I don't think it's going to help him that much to become a head coach, but then you get Andy Reid's stamp of approval, and Andy Reid has only spoken very highly of him, giving him endorsements <laughs> at least publicly for years on years on years. Then you can get Sean Payton's. Stamp of approval. And by the way, you're not just keeping Patrick Mahomes elite. You're taking Russell Wilson from one of the down, from the worst year he's had, back to relevancy. And you guys are right. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to get most of the credit. But you could sell it as Biennemi getting a little bit of the credit. So Mm -hmm. I actually think if he's viewing this in a way to boost his career, I actually think going to the Broncos would be more beneficial potentially it's more of a gamble obviously much than sticking with the chiefs i think it's also a better move than uh going to the commanders i think we just made the case but on how you can sell it you still got to go to the commanders that's open that i think is a great spot for him other than one little wrinkle Uh -uh. and it's arizona i think if i was eric Bieniemy, i would say look at kyler he's so talented i can make that work Uh. But he tore his ACL at yeah. the end of the season. Who knows when you're going to get him back? Why who not knows just how go long back? of a leash you really have? So are you going to start the season with you know, Colt McCoy or whoever, yeah. and then mm-hmm. everyone's already going to be out on you by the time Kyler Murray even gets back now? Could you be would, the case. You know, organizationally, you would expect them to say, you're, you don't start getting graded until Kyler's on the field. But so it should be. <clears throat> it, it is how it should be. But, man, I think that would be a perfect spot for him otherwise. I thought... The Ravens were the perfect spot for him. Um, and this one is kind of like Ravens light. Yeah, it really would be. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. And they're hiring a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jonathan Gannon to be their defensive coordinator and head coach. Man, I really like that fit there. But like you said, there is a wrinkle with that one, too. Maybe that's when, again, from just obviously a Broncos standpoint, you say, come to us. And then, you know, that job's open next year. You can go there as well. Um, but I actually think we kind of built uh, an option for how the Broncos could convince him. And another thing with it is then you get just the most insight that you're ever going to get on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So I think from a Broncos standpoint, mm-hmm. it would be great. And I think mm-hmm. what you would have to do is you would make him the highest paid uh, yes. coordinator in the NFL. And that is a luxury that the Broncos now have is you can just say, what do you want? Five million dollars? Six million? Seven? Mm-hmm. Heck, your head coach is making eighteen to twenty million. Here's ten million dollars. And if Sean Payton asks for that, 
I believe this Walton Penner group would do that. I don't really think Sean Payton, though, thinks he needs $10 million of help or, you know, the highest paid offensive coordinator of help uh, Mm -hmm. because he's very confident in what he does. Yeah. And the one thing I'd add is that I think the commander's job might not be that bad. Like, I I think that they have enough pieces on offense. Taylor Heineke, you have like a a better case Keenum. Sam Howell's their starter. Sam Howell. Yeah. And that's the thing. Oh, did they say officially? So, I mean, with those two, you don't know what you have. And the receivers with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson was making plays, Curtis Samuels there too. Running backs are awesome with Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. They've invested in the offensive line. And it's been like eight consecutive years that they've finished in the 20s in yards and scoring. So just any step in the right direction could be good. I, I like. I don't think he goes in there and says like, oh, we're going to build the best offense in the NFL. But I don't think that's a terrible job because you get to call plays and he's trying to progress in his career. And I just don't think... Denver helps him in that regard. I've got one more reason of why Denver may be a better job than that. But first, I got to tell you, friends, over at game time, how electric would a game with the Broncos and Chiefs be Sunday night football? Okay, maybe we'll stay away from primetime for a year. Uh, but but we're, oh, we'll be we're, staying away for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that uh, Sean Payton brings... Yeah, good for three. Okay, okay. So they'll get, they'll get a few. Yeah. Okay, that's probably three more... Two more than they would Everyone have Everyone gets a Thursday him. night, right? Yeah, And they'll get exactly. one Sunday night, one Monday Okay, right? okay. I like that. Uh, but <clears throat> if you have Eric Bieniemy on the Broncos sideline with Sean Payton going up against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, you'd want to get tickets over at game time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait eight months in order to check out game time. Click the link in our description. It'll take you to all the Nuggets games, all of the Avs games. Avs tickets might be the hottest ticket in the country now that football's done. Mm. I mean, what's so tough to get tickets, but game time has them, and they're going to give you the best price. And also Nuggets tickets, you want a little Valentine's date night? You can mm-hmm. get tickets. Obviously, you can't go tonight because they don't play tonight, but you can get tickets right after the All-Star break to go. So check them out. Game time. Click the link in our description. <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, it's right there. If you're listening to the podcast, it's also right there. Kyrie's debut tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Look, the tickets last week were so cheap for that one, and now they're it's like 60 bucks minimum to get in tomorrow. Wow. Such a shame. That's crazy. Because of Kyrie? That's got to be a big part of it. The thing that would stop me from going is I just don't think AG and Jamal are going to play before the All-Star break. But that's why it gets to be a competitive game. Oh, I love it. That's why it's actually fun to watch. I just want to see like Jamal drop 50 on Kyrie and then Kyrie punts the ball into the stands. That would also be fun. Um, I actually have been wearing sunglasses for... Like two weeks now, yeah. week and a half now. Just like first time ever, you've tried sunglasses. No, it's just been a few years. It's a, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Everywhere you go, <laughs> like they, I have had an issue with touching the lenses, so I do need to make sure I keep those clean. But outside of that, sunglasses, honestly, like an A plus from me. Uh, there's <laughs> there's really no reason why you shouldn't have them. It, it, it's ridiculous though, especially in Colorado. Like there was the snow and the snow like reflects and yeah. everything's all. Bright. Ter- bright. Bright's the word. Yes. And so with sunglasses, it becomes darker. We were in Arizona last week. Again, sunny makes it darker. Just an incredible idea. And Shady Rays does it better than anybody. Um, right now, if you use the code DNVR with Shady Rays, you can get buy one, get one. It's an awesome, uh, awesome promotion that they're running. And they're great sunglasses, too. Um, they're, they're affordable. They also will replace them if you lose them or they're broken. And they're all polarized, which yeah. is a cool thing. It's huge. So definitely head on over to Shady Rays. Um, 
or I guess you can go to the website or you can go to their store at the Park Meadows Mall and you can get 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Definitely go do it. Sunglasses are really fun. I mean, A plus from Henry. Yeah, yeah. you you sound like uh, Sean Payton trying to convince Eric Bieniemy to come. It's like, look, at only upsides. This is going to be an A plus <laughs> job for you. And one more reason why, uh, I guess, why Sean Payton would try to sell a big time coordinator, specifically Bieniemy, on this job: stability. You could go to the Commanders. Ron Rivera could be fired mm-hmm. after this year. I feel like he's kind of been on the hot seat a little bit at the end of every year for the past few years. If he gets blown out, well, you probably didn't have a very good offense, so they're probably not going to elevate you to head coach. No. Then you're looking for a new uh, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator position, not even a head coach job. You know Sean Payton is going to be here three years guaranteed. Is that what we're, a five-year deal that's obviously fully guaranteed? Are, are we thinking minimum of three years for Sean? <sighs> I can't say that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Okay, a little more stability than Ron yeah. Rivera, though, right? I, maybe he gets f- fired during the third year at the earliest. Like, I, he might not finish three years. I'm even thinking maybe he steps away. That's after. the bigger concern. Uh, but I, th- I think that, okay, two years? Can you say that, I right? can guarantee two years. <laughs> okay, guarantee two, two, two years. Two full so that, years. that's yes. one more year guaranteed than Ron Rivera would yeah. have guaranteed. So that would just be another one. And outside of the... Bill Belichick's, and maybe he's not even guaranteed. I mean, Sean Payton has about as stable of a job as you could have. So just another reason to try to make this job appealing. But in the end, if he is offered a good job where he has play calling duties, it's going to be tough for the Broncos to win that one over. Let me ask you this. You are Jonathan Gannon. Who would you rather have? Uh, Eric Biennemi or Greg Roman? I think Roman might be the better fit. I would definitely take Greg Roman. Absolutely. With what yep. he did with Lamar, and then you have Kyler. Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. taking Roman. And I do it because everyone needs Roman on Valentine's yeah. Day. Hey. Oh. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have a feeling the offensive coordinator for the Broncos is going to be someone we're not all that familiar with right now. Probably, but yep. not Greg Roman. Not Greg Roman. Okay. Would he? Well, we'll we'll get to our dream rankings in a little bit. So, who are some other candidates? I have one that may actually be too much of a dream candidate right now, and the reason is because there's reports that he's going to become the next Eagles offensive coordinator, and that's the Eagles quarterback coach Brian Johnson. Mm. I think that would be someone. He's 35 years old, so you're not just getting a guy who's been around a quarterback who's had a lot of success, and he's helped turn around, not turn around, but groom Jalen Hurts. You can say maybe he'll be able to turn around Russell Wilson in a way where both of these quarterbacks do a little bit more than just throw the ball. Uh, they're they're mobile. You got to figure out ways to get them on the move. I would like that fit there. Um, and 35, so you're not just getting it from a football standpoint, a quarterback standpoint, but you're also getting a guy who, Ryan, you've talked about this more than anyone, just bring in different blood into the building from outside, but also young. Pair Sean Payton, what, he's 60 years old, with a 35-year-old offensive coordinator. And you know what the dream is? That he's gone in a year or two because he's that good of a candidate and you're just getting different voice in there. So I would personally love Brian Johnson, but of course reports are that the Eagles are just going to promote him from within, but the Broncos could step in and steal him before that's official. He's actually the number two Brian Johnson on Wikipedia, (laughs) which feels like a win. Who's number one Uh, guy with ACDC. Oh yeah. He's 75. 
very See, different. Guitar. Yeah, maybe he would fit in more with the Broncos staff than a thirty-five year old. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of want experience. Like, oh. I, I would prefer that they go find somebody who's been around. They just have so much actual coaching to do. Like, this is not a situation where you step in and it's like, oh, let's scheme. No, you need to teach guys like footwork and hand placement and those sorts of things because they just have not been coached well. And I think as as many experienced coaches you can get, the better. Um, I also like I, it does it feel like we had the conversation about the Eagles coaches getting head jobs where it's like, okay, it does it's not a bad look. It's not a bad look when you say like, okay under the table? What's what's on the table? What's happening under the table? <laughs> no. I don't know. Like you could say that a million times. For some reason, all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't pick we up on it until I heard you here, and then I looked at Ryan, and I saw it too. Whole, oh, we're making. Jo- oh, the whole that. reason I was thinking about it is because all, I couldn't stop thinking about how Brian Johnson's initials were BJ. Oh, wow. And then he talked about getting a head job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like good job with. Oh, I get it now. I remember what I said. But like, if if you hire the guy who was the OC of a Super Bowl team, all the fans would be like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Does that mean they're a good coach? Not necessarily. Just because you're the quarterback's coach who worked with Jalen Hurts, does that mean you're a good coach? Yeah, maybe, whatever. Like, he'd be buzzy. People would probably get excited about him being a young guy. I don't know. If if I could just take Greg Roman or Eric Bieniemy or somebody like that who we know is good, Sign me up all day. So, and 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 that's fair um, about not putting Brian Johnson ahead of those two guys. But when you look at the other options who aren't those two guys, um, <laughs> Brian Johnson to me, it offensive coordinator is a position where the Broncos can take a risk. They can swing for the fences on a young guy with not much experience who's thirty five years old because if it doesn't work out, it's probably not going to hurt you all that much. Uh, and because Sean Payton is the offensive court. And that's why Mm -hmm. this hire doesn't matter nearly as much Mm -hmm. as the defensive side. And Henry, then I could get behind you. If you say you just want experience Mm -hmm. as that coordinator because he's going to be running it all, I totally get behind you with that. But for me, I think the Broncos can take a risk, and and it's a position that I would like to see them take a risk with because if it doesn't work out, don't think it's going to hurt them that much. And in fact, if it really doesn't work out, I don't expect the offensive staff Mm. to be Brand new offensive coordinator, brand new quarterbacks coach, brand new offensive line coach. I expect there to be um, some veteran presence there where it's not working out halfway through the season. They could fire him and promote the QB coach. I just don't think there's much benefit to having like, oh, this guy's awesome. Like awesome at what? You don't think there's a benefit of having young Kyle Shanahan, young Sean McVay, young great minds on your offensive staff? Like and then they just leave? Like to yeah. me, like this this guy's job is just to be the number two offensive game player to Sean Payton. Like, go get somebody who Sean Payton's worked with before, somebody he's I've spent a lot of time with, down. and and let those two do what they did. He's been I, successful. Like, just just follow the yeah. Sean Payton method. Let's not throw any wrenches into this. I'm calling my shot. I just uncovered who I think the Broncos offensive coordinator. Did you just see breaking news? Nope. Oh god. No, I didn't. Is there breaking news? No, I don't okay. think so. No. But, but I was—I wasn't sure if you're going to present it. In uh, you know, I know who it is. So I was thinking to myself, who is the Lions' quarterbacks coach? That guy did a great job this year. Yeah. You know who it is? Who? Mark Brunel. Mm. You know what Mark Brunel did? Played for Sean Payton. Ah, I love it. Okay. Obviously, quarterback coaching going to be a huge part of this job, not only for Sean Payton, but for his offensive coordinator. I assume. It's a guy that Sean Payton likes and respects. Did a fantastic job with Jared Goff in that offense this year. Could be the guy. Sign me up for that. And I kind of view him in a similar light 
as Brian Johnson, guy who did really well with quarterbacks. I mean, who did a better job with quarterbacks than those two guys? And obviously, we don't know if you can 100% attribute it to those guys. Mm-hmm. Probably not. There's but another BJ, Ben Johnson. That's very who true. Who did a good job as well. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but I mean, those are got to be the top two guys or two of the top guys, right? Yeah. In terms of just the way those um, quarterbacks played, Seattle. Brian Dable slash whoever. Uh, you yep. Daniel Seattle. Yeah. Yep. 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 Seattle's You're up right. there. You're right. Who else would be? Oh, 49ers. Yeah. Yep. Um, there'd be some. Lord knows who the 49ers quarterbacks coach is. You those know who guys, it is? Who is it? Brian Greasy. Oh, yep. yeah. 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 So, Brian Greasy? No. Why not? He's basically Form- Mark Brunel. What's the difference? No, co- no connection. What is the difference? <laughs> no connection. <laughs> that is the same person. I I do think you guys keep talking about connection. I do think there's going to be a connection yeah. here because you look at the guys that Sean Payton has talked to on the offense and the defensive side of the ball that's come out over this past week. They all have connections yep. to him. They've all played for him or they've all been former coaches with him. The one coach that they've hired, Zach Streep, played for him and coached for him. So I think it's going to be, this staff is going to be the Denver Saints is what it's going yep. to turn out to be. So I think you're probably certainly onto it. I just would personally like a good mix of new and old guys, not just rebuilding the Saints, because the Saints have been good, but they haven't won a championship in 15 years. It's not like you're bringing over 15 mm-hmm. years. It's not like you're bringing someone who all he's done is won championships after champ. And you're like, of course, let's just do it his way and only his way. I'm like a little bit of fresh mm-hmm. uh, of fresh ideas. Yeah, I think this year to me is all about just building culture. This is about bringing the Sean Payton culture to Denver. There, everybody's going to have to work twice as hard as they did before. Everybody gets coached a certain way. And I think that the more continuity, the, the less that Sean Payton has to, to, to focus on coaching his coaches to coach the way he wants them to coach, and the more that he can spend that time coaching the players to fit that, the better. I do think like over time you want to work people in, but the baseline to me is just rebuild the culture. And to, if, I think the favorite for the job in my mind is Joe Lombardi. I know he's not exciting because he just got fired and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I don't even think I'd be all that excited about it. But again, to me, this is a job where it's it's somebody who Sean Payton can bounce ideas off of. And it's not somebody who's going to be all that hands-on with the players you would expect. You'd expect this offensive coordinator to be fairly hands-off. And I think that by just instilling somebody there who can work with Sean, you don't have to worry about any blow-ups there. It'd be a solid C plus B minus higher, and I think he's the favorite for the job. Okay, so you want someone who's worked for Sean Payton. Yep. Has that culture. You want a young guy. Yep. Got one for you. Oh, Who? boy. Joe Brady. Ah, uh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. He should like be on the list. Like Quarterbacks coach of the Bills right now. Yep. Obviously yep. F- most famous for his work with Joe Burrow. Yep. Uh, in that incredible Heisman season, one of the best seasons by a college quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, got – elevated really quick um, with the Panthers. I think he was 30 years old when he got that job. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in my opinion, didn't have much to work with there. So hard to kill him for that. Mm-hmm. But no one would know as well as Sean Payton whether or not he was, you know, worthy of the hype around him. 33 years old. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I'm I'm all for that, mm-hmm. and you're you're so right. If Sean Payton gives him the stamp of approval, it means uh, he just he just needed a couple more years before getting a big job. He was rushed too soon. I love that one. Another. This would be a big name, Cliff Kingsbury. 
Yeah. Would you like it? I would. Nah. Again, <laughs> I, I just don't want to touch that guy. Not a lot as of other in, people do want to touch that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Plus, I think he's happy in Thailand anyway. I don't think he's coaching anyone. He's back. He's back. Going, I think he's uh, happy in his mansion that we've all seen hundreds of times. I think he's going to sell it to Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> wow. Man, Jonathan Gannon should post a similar photo. No, he shouldn't. No, you don't think that's bad, like Sean Payton you? saying, "Let's ride." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Don't do that. It'd be funny though. It would be funny. At least it would for be the funny. rest of the country. I mean, PHNX should just Photoshop him. That's very that. true. It's very that's good content. So Ryan's in. <laughs> I would be in on that just because he is an offensive mind who you wouldn't be giving the entire offense to. Yep. Henry's out, um, but Henry did mention. Probably the more realistic route yeah. of going with the Joe Lombardi. Worked for him for over a decade. Two more names for you to absolutely have in that conversation of realistic guys. Pete Carmichael, the former mm-hmm. Saints offensive coordinator, of course, was with the Saints. Worked with uh, Sean Payton. And then Ronald Curry. He's the Saints quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. He is a guy who Sean Payton has already talked to. I don't believe there's been a report saying Curry is staying with the Saints or or going to leave for the Broncos, but he is a guy where there is legitimate interest in. There's a lot of familiarity with Sean Payton, and that's a position where the Broncos could hire him to be their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel better about this now. There's good options out there. There are. Carmichael there are. is still the Saints offensive coordinator, so you'd have to work through that somehow. Um, he wasn't fired? I don't think he was fired. I think the fans really nice. hated him and wanted him to be fired. <laughs> and so that's why I included him as a possibility to come just because they might be like, ah, yeah, sure, whatever, take him. Um, I would throw Dan Ruchar on there. Um, he uh, He's done a bunch of different things. First two years with Sean Payton, he was a running backs coach. Next year, he's a tight ends coach. Next five years, he's offensive line coach. These last two years, he's been run game coordinator and tight ends coach. Um, they, they brought in Streif to coach their offensive linemen, who Sean Payton's really excited about, and I think he should be. But if you were to to bring in Dan Ruchar as your offensive coordinator, he would kind of serve as like a run game coordinator type. He'd focus on a lot of that stuff and leave the passing game more to Sean Payton, which I think would fit pretty well, but it would also give him a little bit of time to work with the offensive line since you do have a rookie coach there, which I think could be a decent fit. Fair, right. fair. Okay. And I think Brian, he might have gotten fired too, now I think of it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, they've they've made quite a bit of changes. Um, but you're right. Um Carmichael has uh-huh. not been fired. They you're right. This the fans hate him so much that there was so much going on on the internet that yep. it seemed like he had been fired, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. crazy. Dennis Allen really trusting him. Ryan, you said there was a lot of good options. Let's give our top options our best options. Let's rank them top three. But first, I got to tell oh, you about our friends over em. at DraftKings mm-hmm. Sportsbook. When you can get the Denver Nuggets as underdogs. That's pretty good juice. The number one team in the in uh, the Western Conference. It's not even close, by the way. Do they have a five-game lead now on the number two team? Just insane. They're minus twenty five hundred to be the one seed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, is yeah. insane. If they go five hundred the rest of the way, Memphis would have to be like twenty one and nine or something to tie them. Wow. That yeah. is too hard. that is nuts. But, but the Nuggets, yeah. Nuggets, the Nuggets aren't going five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Nuggets were dogs <laughs> last night. You were able to bet on them. They would have given you some money. Um, I can't mm-hmm. see the lines for tomorrow's game. No. Do you have tomorrow's game odds? No. So I bet on them last night okay. and then figured I would just take all my winnings and put them on the Avs to win this or tonight parlayed with the Nuggets to win tomorrow. <laughs> 
but then the Nuggets line isn't up, so I just have to make separate bets, one with the Avs tonight, because they're like plus, plus 110 Ooh. against Tampa, and Tampa kicked their asses last wow, week, so you know they're going to be fired up. Back in the day, um, when I was, if I was betting at a place uh-huh. before sports betting was legal, <laughs> uh, they would have had this thing where you could do an open-ended parlay, yeah. and then you could just choose, like, you would just be like, leave, like, open slots, and then if you hit the first one, then you just pick whatever you want after that. Yep. DraftKings, we got to get the open-ended parlay. Mm, yeah. I like that, but you can pretty much get anything else over at DraftKings. Man, to get the Nuggets as a dog, the Avs as a dog, and the Nuggets potentially as a dog in three straight nights, that is insane. And you can get those odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Check them out. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. And also, you can get the same same game parlays if you really think that Jokic is going to go off tomorrow, plus the Nuggets win. You can get all of that at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. So see show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So... Void in Ohio. Void yeah. in Ohio. Ohio. A couple weeks ago, we had a contentious conversation about animals and some animals being good, but other animals not being so good. And a lot that of people asked... You said, yeah. And see, there's <laughs> the contention. So a lot of people were asking me, what's an example of a bad animal? And it's kind of tough. But during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial where this dog oh just kept God. biting... All sorts of stuff. He was chewing up pillows. He was breaking remotes. A, why do you want to do this to yourself? That is a bad animal. And if that terrible, terrible oh, dog... There's no such thing as bad dogs, just bad owners. That's mm, not like true. That, that is like not that. true. That's No, 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 no. no. Um, if that dog bit you, you could sue the owners, though. Okay. If you wow. were to call our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker... Um, I actually felt kind of uncomfortable going down to Arizona just because I was like, what if somebody harms me here? I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> right. So like now we're safe back in Colorado. Here. It's like, all right, I'll yeah. hit up Bacchus and Shanker. Yeah. They have my Bacchus. Yeah, oh. they do have our Bacchus. In case someone they shanks you. all of our Bacchus. <laughs> <laughs> that terrible dog might. Um, but yeah, so they've been here for 25 years serving Colorado community. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Um, and they serve all of Colorado. They've got more than 30 attorneys on staff. They will not charge you unless they win your case. So you can call them up at 222-2222, schedule a consultation. They'll ask what happened to you. It's a car accident or motorcycle or whatever, and then tell you if you have a case. And if they have a case, or if you have a case, they'll help you get the money that you deserve and when they win you your money, that's the only time that they would charge you. It's a, it's a great way to set it up. Um, those are our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. Two, 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 two. A um, couple things. One, someone said sharks are bad. No, they aren't. Just no. misunderstood. Uh, unfairly <laughs> portrayed by the media. Um, There's some bad sharks. Um, the damn media. Yeah, yeah. Freaking media. Um, another thing, Henry, you were taking flack for referring to Brian Johnson from ACDC as guy from ACDC. Yikes. Uh, and it reminded me, I just had to ask you guys a question. Zach, have you ever seen the TV show MASH? No. Do you know anything about it? That it was like the most popular TV show ever? Why do you know that? Because that's what all the older people talk about. <laughs> oh, so you've, you've heard people talk about it. I've heard people talk about it. Do you know it, yeah. anything about the show? No. Henry? And, although it's like M.A.S. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like I think it's the Vietnam War, and it's like his military company, and like it's like a wow, yeah. You're getting, you're kind of close. I mean, it's Mash. You know what Mash yep. is. Well, uh, I learned I, a lot I about. Don't okay, I, you don't I, know I, what Mash no. is. So I I knew literally zero things about really? Mash until last night when I tweeted about it. Got ratioed into oblivion. Wow. Um, but learned a lot. You know, it was a educational ratio. Yeah. Wait. So, 
how did you tweet about it with not knowing? So I anything thought you were gonna it. say the reason you know about Mash is, is the same reason I know about Mash, okay. which is every year it comes out this stat, which is mm, thirty-one of yep. the thirty-two okay, most yeah, watched yeah. things on television all time are Super Bowls. Number thirty-two is the Mash finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I quote tweeted it, and I was like. Not only have I never seen an episode of MASH, I've never heard anyone ever talk about the show. <laughs> yeah. Who was watching this? A oh, lot of Korean people, War. It, it, obviously, a lot of people were watching it. A lot of people came after me. Um, they thought I was hating. I really wasn't hating. I was just like, if it's so good, how come no one ever talks about it? It's very fair. And to be like, fair, I think I've heard um, about it, not by people really, truly telling me, but it's more so hearing it like that. Stats. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, no one ever says, like, what's your favorite sitcom of all time? Seinfeld, Friends, or MASH? Right. Well, but see, like, that's the thing, though, is that, like, those came so much later. Like, don't take this the wrong way, but I think most of the people who really enjoyed MASH might be dead now. No. <laughs> I, think that, I think they're one generation in front. Yeah, it's our parents. It's that old. Yeah. When, I wonder when MASH was. Because I do think that that would be, like, what? technology. Wow. Calling call someone a clown, that I think. A clown wow. take by Henry? 1972. It ended in 1983. Okay, so 1983. Is, is, is like, here a big MASH guy? Um, so I actually saw MASH a lot because it was on the cable channel that we used to have growing up. Okay, yeah. So I Everyone, catched some some of them here and there. Never a lot really of people fan. in their 40s have been telling me like, oh yeah, it came on every night after 9 news when my parents were mm. done watching the news. Um, then like one general or like 10 years before that, it's like, oh yeah, it was my favorite show. But that's uh, the, but like, but like I just, if, if you were 40, then you weren't alive. Wait, no, you, you would have been alive for the last season. Yeah, but it it was like still just rerun and rerun and yeah. rerun. Yeah, like, like back then there was only like four channels. Yeah, it's like friends that come exactly. out after like after like shows. But no one game. talks about it like they talk about friends. But no that's, that's like, a whole decade. Watch Mash. Well, because like TV technology. Imagine watching 1970s TV. I, like it would not tough. look the same that'd as 1990s. TV. I have to be very clear. Not hating, just surprised. No, fair. fair. I, I, just yeah. surprised because I'm like, oh, it, it, it did numbies. Yes, why? Like, why isn't it more? <laughs> look at this guy. Spoken about. Like that's that's old. They've re they've remastered uh, it. So really, you can uh, you can watch it now. It just doesn't. I, f I feel like there's just a generational gap there where it just doesn't translate. Is that our homework? Watch Mash. I got a lot of um, c conflicting reports on whether or not it holds oh, up. Oh, really? Wow. But yeah, I think we should uh, watch an episode and see what see what we think. Yeah. Okay. There okay. we go. Sure. I'm, I'm, I don't do anything. So, uh, apparently, Larry David. Who, of course, wrote Seinfeld and yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm got his start on MASH. So, well, like, of course. that was a good, I was like, okay, that, this is a good endorsement. Right, yeah. That is a good endorsement. It's a big one. But again, though, like, all I know is that he's funny now. Like, I, who, where, where am I going to be? Like, I think I'm funny now, but in 40 years, am I still going to think, like, oh, I'm still funny? I don't know. It could reverse, too. My question too. is, 40 years from now, are you going to be telling people to watch The Office? And I think the answer is yes. <sighs> Probably. Knowing what I know about you. Um, so my question probably. is, why aren't those people telling us to watch Mash? Ah, uh, because like, again, those people have, my age, twenty six, sixty six. That person would be sixty six years old. How many sixty six year olds do you talk to? My parents are like recommending things for to the me final all the season. Time. You throw like the middle in, and all of a sudden they're seventy two. If they were my age in the prime, those people that watched Mash probably don't watch YouTube and know who you are. 
So they can't really oh. be recommending that as much. That's you're, true. You're probably not in the same circle. Of the I way. just blame my parents in this situation. Like, How did we get here? Uh, I just brought it up. You just yeah. randomly brought yeah. it up. Um, a good transition, though. Our friend Brandon says, mash the like button. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is great, Brandon. Well, Henry always has to take the take one step too far by saying people who liked that. it are probably dead. <laughs> no, I've well, got hundreds of people in my mentions from last night telling me how great that it are is. Not but dead. Yeah, but, like, Definitely alive. If I'm recommending mash, or sorry, recommending The Office 40 years from now, and right now The Office ended nine years ago, 49 years, years from now, 50, I'd be... 75. Yes. I hope you're alive. But you're I hope still, so, You're going to be telling your grandchildren, it's a you got to watch The Office. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I'm 70, I don't know. I, maybe. <laughs> maybe all the 75-year-olds are running around saying like, oh, MASH. You ever seen it? I texted my mom last night. I said, did you watch MASH? She said, yeah, everyone did. <laughs> I said, did you like it? Wow. She said, yeah, loved it. <laughs> why, didn't you, why didn't you ever recommend it to me? Didn't have a good answer. How many wow. TV shows or how, TV channels did they have back then? Four, I think. Yeah, not yeah. many. Yeah, there wasn't much to watch. That was probably like the like the only TV show, like Golden Girls. Golden Girls. I What's bet. What's crazy about this though is in 1983, the population. What was the like the population in the United States? Probably half of what it is yeah, now. Exactly. And somehow yeah. still, it's a top 30 all time. That is incredible. Wow. Or a top 32 all time. We just need more Super Bowls in order to kick it out. Golden yeah. Girls was 15 years later it than I think it started. It's a dope record. It is cool. <laughs> it is cool. All right, let's move on. Um, uh, okay. Let's rank our guys. Let's rank our coordinators because we may be looking back in 40 years, 70 years, and telling our grandkids, I remember when I had this guy number one. He became the offensive coordinator, then became the head coach, and was the head coach for the next 50 years. What? Who's your number one? Who's the head coach for 50 years? Your offensive coordinator who you're picking right now. Oh, uh, my number... This num is a big pick. <sighs> I want to be... Different than everyone. Um, Difference not always a good thing. America won't exist in 50 Give me Mark That's Brunel. A, wow. As the nut. So what happened to the big Whoa. two? I'm, I'm out on them. Wow. What the no, hell? I'm not out. Mark out Brunel? I, I just want I, I, I'm calling my shot. I said it. You wait. Wow. But this isn't who you think it's going to be, right? No, it's who you want. It's your top three guys. Yeah, like... There was a time where I put Mike McDaniel as my number one head coaching candidate. Everyone thought I was crazy. It's very true. It's very hey, I like the pick. Thank you. I like I like the pick. Henry, who's your number one? Not Mark Brunell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me Greg Roman. <laughs> mm. Okay, because you're going Greg Roman, I'm gonna go Eric Bieniemy. It's okay. a toss up. I gotta yep. be different too. All right. Why not? Yeah, I mean Greg Roman. Like I talked about Dan Ruchar, but Greg Roman's your run game coordinator. Like he comes in there and all of a sudden you just the offensive linemen yeah. will play much better. You're gonna run the football much better. Like combine that with Sean Payton, that's incredible. And for me, one of the things that I love about Eric Bieniemy is he has studied under Andy Reid and alongside Patrick Mahomes, and obviously has helped Patrick Mahomes as well. But getting that insight from Andy Reid for t ten years now has to be worth something, I would think. And you talked about it. Was it before the show? Was it during the show? Just about that Chiefs uh, play that they ran. How If he can bring some of those things over and just how creative yeah. Andy Reid is in the red zone, if he brings some of that over, that's going to be huge. And then the additional thing. You just that did that thing. How creative Andy Reid is in the red zone. Why yeah. isn't Eric Bieniemy? Because he, it's he Andy Reid. Yeah, because, because it's Andy <laughs> We all but, know but, it is. But if he takes some of that, that's fantastic. But the thing that just puts it over the top for me is you're taking something away from the Chiefs, and maybe you're gaining a little insight that can help you game plan against them. Again, 
Eric Bieniemy has been with Andy Reid since 2013. We're not talking about a guy who's been with him for two years and Andy's kept some things away from him. Andy's probably told him everything that he knows. True. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be Andy Reid, but it means he knows more about Andy Reid than anyone in terms of football. Fair enough. Um, both of those great options. Henry, you really sold me with the run game coordinator thing. Yeah. Greg Roman. That's, that's good stuff. It is good stuff. Number two. Uh, staying off the beaten path here, I'm going Joe Brady. Mm. Okay, yeah. I do like that. That's a good one. Um, you know, I really want that young influence because Sean Payton can decide how much he wants it. If he, you know, if he says, hey, this is the way we're going to do things, you know, fall in line and I'll get you a job, um, that's great. Or if he says, hey, you know, let's collab on adding some new influence to what we're doing here. Um, that I think that's great too. So um, I like that that 33-year-old on the staff, connect with players, all that good stuff. I like it too, Henry. It's crazy you'd be younger than – the offensive coordinator would be younger than Russell Wilson. That is wild. That, what could go wrong? Um, <laughs> I would take Eric I don't really think anything. Probably not. We'll get uh, Eric Bieniemy though, for my number two. Again, he's just – He's proven. Just go be the exact same thing that you were in Kansas City, but in Denver. Sounds good to me. Yep, and I'm going to go with the other big name, Greg Roman, for my number two. All right. We, Ryan, you putting in any of these guys in here? Yes, I will. Uh, I will put Eric Bieniemy number three. It just feels – both of these feel so unrealistic to me that it yeah. feels kind of silly. But they I, do. I can't not put one of them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them have their, you know, big positives. Um but, uh, you know, I like to steal from the Chiefs. I want to be sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> Wait, wow. sleeping with the enemy? Oh, you, sh- you should text damn. him <laughs> That was fantastic. Thank you. That, thank was, you. that was great. That's a, I think that's a Chris Berman original. Okay. Wow. During Eric Bieniemy's playing days. That is really good. Henry, three, you got any good puns? I don't have any good puns. I'll, I'll take Joe Brady, though. I think... He's a he's a good coach. I think he kind of got stuck with a bad team with the Panthers, and that's why things didn't work out there. Um, I'm not sure you really take anything from the Bills, which is kind of crazy to say because they were good. I don't think there's a whole lot you learn from Buffalo other than just like Josh Allen's a freak, yeah. you know. So I'm not sure that I don't think there's a lot to learn. You do learn from Buffalo. Just throw the ball every play. Like <laughs> I don't know. He'd be good though. I do think that he's like a smart, good coach. Um, and, and I think, like, after that, you're talking about, like, Joe Lombardi and those guys, so. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't sleep with the enemy, might as well get a BJ. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. go, wow. I'll take Ryan Johnson wow. as uh, the Broncos' next offensive coordinator. Uh, kind of lo- what we talked about already, and it plays into <laughs> Mark Brunel, Joe Brady like Ryan had. You just get the young guy, uh, and you, you bring some different fresh juice into it, a guy that's worked with quarterbacks and has helped work with Jalen Hurts, kind of a similar quarterback, not identical, but similar quarterback as Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Thank was you. Good. I wasn't sure if it was too cross the line <laughs> no, or not. No. Made, me, made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Shall we hop into some questions? And by yes. the way, you guys are doing okay on the likes, but uh, hit us with a like. Let's get to 100 before this show is over. We're at 74. You guys have absolutely killed it, so we'd really appreciate it. Real quick, someone in the comments, uh, I think it was Jeff, just keeps saying, like, EB has to be a head coach. He shouldn't take any anything less. 
it just hasn't happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it would have by now. Um, I, I agree he should have an opportunity at this point. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked out that way. We talked about it at the top of the show. They're not. He's not getting credit for what's going down in yeah. KC, which is why he has to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, I mean, he has the resume to, to be the head coach, and he must prove something else different to get that. Yep. All right, and we have a super chat. <laughs> We've got a super chat coming in from our friend Lil Petty says, uh, um, let's be real now. Should we be looking for a new quarterback and Russ be our bridge quarterback? Look at the league. Jalen Hurts almost MVP. Let's talk about it. Yeah, there's one guy that jumps out to me if you want to do that this year, and it's Hendon Hooker. Yep. And we saw him mm-hmm. at uh, the Super Bowl radio row last week. He uh, still has a brace on. He's still recovering, but that's something that could push him to the later rounds. And when I say later rounds, I'm thinking ideally fourth round. Now, if you use a third round pick on him, that might be your very first pick that you're using on a quarterback. What type of message would that send? That would be wild. But I'm down for Hendon Hooker being that type of Jalen Hurts uh, guy that you you bring in. Yeah, I I would totally be down. I, I think that he's a really good quarterback. I don't think he's going to last that long. Yeah, I um, and I also think that you have to give this year to Russ and see if it works because you're kind of you're you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it at this point. When did the second quarterback go last year? Was it in the third round? I think it was. Yeah. I think he could fall significantly. Mm. He's just better than those guys. That was the tough part. No, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Day three? I think it's possible. Oh, man. I I would be surprised. I think it's possible. And I just think that NFL teams have a new stance on quarterbacks. Now, it could have just been a one-off thing last year. I think NFL teams might be saying internally, like, you either think this guy is your franchise quarterback and you're ready to drop everything to do that right now, or you don't draft them Mm -hmm. early. We mm-hmm. certainly saw that last year, and that blew my socks off. Yeah. That one quarterback went in the first two rounds. Yep. That was wild, especially with some other like, guys having good traits. Malik Willis, great traits. And what Malik Willis went in like the sixth or something? Uh, third, I okay, think. Okay, okay. I, I think. I don't think he did, but, um, but maybe the third is when it just man, all started falling. If, <laughs> if Hendon Hooker is there day three, use your very first pick on him. I would love that. Because the Broncos may also need a backup quarterback. Brett Rippon now okay. is going to be a free agent. He was so a third round pick. What what a great person to get. But Ryan, to, to make it, it, he felt like was Sam Howell a six round pick? Was someone someone that was like in that conversation fell all the way down? I thought. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, there was someone like Sam that. Howell. What? No, he just talk, maybe Sam Howell. When did he yeah. get drafted? Like sixth or seventh. Okay, that that's probably yeah. Good. That is insane. We were like. We were at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Like, yeah. saying, like, should the Broncos, which one of these guys should the Broncos draft to be their guy? Mm-hmm. Should they trade up from nine yeah. to get one of them? Insane. It's wild. Yep. It is wild. So I think that's a great question. And, um, you know, the draft talk is going to be a lot different this year than in years past, although we had some experience with it last year. But no first or second round pick. That's a guy who might be the biggest name we talk about in the third and fourth round in terms of just the name mm-hmm. himself. Someone said, wait a few more years and get Arch Manning. I'm really worried about Arch Manning. So much pressure. I'm happy he's getting his own money in college just in case things don't go right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The tough part for the Broncos, though, is that, like, I think, so Patrick Mahomes obviously has won the Super Bowl. I think he took up 16% of his team's cap, which was, I think 13% was the previous record for a Super Bowl winner, which is like Steve Young. And that's why, like, the only way that you can really say we have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl is if you have a guy on a rookie contract. 
And the tough part, the reason I wouldn't do it right now is because then you're just burning a year as yep. a backup. And so you kind of just have to see what you have with Russ and see if what salary cap right now is 225 million. His cap hits going to be 50 million soon. That's a, that's a big chunk of the salary cap and the entire history of the league says the Broncos won't have a chance with it, but you have to let that play out because you kind of committed to it, and then it's time to to gamble on a rookie and see if it works. Because that's just modern football, which I think sucks. It's fair. It's a it's a, it's a fair point. But man, Hendon Hooker tore up Alabama, so he did. That no, he's good. So yeah, sick. He I'd be. I think it's more likely he's first round than day three, though. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Someone trades up. Where just do like you the think Ravens he would have gone if he didn't tear his ACL? I mean, he'd be Top right five? up there with Levis and Richardson yeah. and Stroud and Bryce so Young. Too. Yeah. 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 All right. This that'll be an interesting one to follow. Now we have a storyline for draft day. We First do. two days of the draft, which we do. Yeah. We don't have much else to talk about. So. <laughs> it's very true. All right. Some comments on the website. First one coming in from Broncos only. RK is the fans' champion. Let's go. Hendon Hooker's already yeah. twenty five. I didn't realize that. Hendon Hooker's twenty five. Yeah. Oh, I did oh. not realize that. Maybe either. that's different. True. Okay, day three. <laughs> draft stock falling yeah. Off. Plus the torn ACL. That's, That's wild. Garrett Bowles yeah. with a torn ACL. At quarterback. Yeah. Wow. Next one from Broncology. Really it was defensive holding. It was clear. Patrick Mahomes saw it and purposefully threw Clean. the ball in the area the receiver was going to be in. He forced their hand. I wish they didn't. They hadn't called it. They could have overlooked it. They didn't. It was the right call. They should have let them play ball instead. I just can't argue the call as much as I hated it. Thanks for the coverage. Um, and then Denver Rivals comments on that comments on that and says, uh, I thought that too, but holding is before the ball is thrown. Mm-hmm. But I think my issue is the equity of calls toward opponents to the Chiefs. Um, we can't do this today. No. Nash Bronco. Let's see if he goes down this route <laughs> he too. Does. Uh, Skip it? No, he says, RK, I don't know how you do this podcast with a Chiefs fan and a Chargers fan. Oh, no. (laughs) I kid, I kid. Uh, Great conversation about what was a fun game, unfortunately tainted by inconsistent officiating that just so happened to favor the Chiefs. Boy, am I glad the Broncos got Sean Payton when they did. It seems like the other teams are pretty much SOL, and their ownership slash management are just playing damage control at this point. Now that everything is settled, how are we feeling about the ownership group? I'm going to need like a five-year sample size before I make any... T- like true takes about how I feel about the ownership group. and that's how mm-hmm. it should be but right now how do you feel eight nine months in eight months in mostly good I don't have any bads to point to the hunting trip is uh the alleged hunting trip that's <laughs> never been denied it has not been denied publicly at least no it's true it's true um so I'm gonna say I feel I feel really good about him yeah um not fantastic because stepping in and doing some things kind of kind of puts me on a little bit of edge but i think with sean payton here they're going to step away from football stuff yep definitely that's why we just need more time to know it's very true it does suck though that like the three times we've talked about penalties on this podcast they've all been the chiefs getting the right side of the call yeah like all three yep and my opinion of always saying i don't want to talk about penalties and i'm not going to say the ref was wrong unless it's really egregious that does come back to bite me. <laughs> 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 One of those going the other way would be nice. 
Denver Rivals says, hey guys, I'm excited for next Saturday, February 25th for the DNVR Rivals Den- or DNVR and Denver Rivals Alzheimer's Association watch party. Show up and a donation to the association can help your chances to win a Jamal Murray signed basketball. My comment today is I hope Broncos country is more motivated to beat the Chiefs this fall. My issue with the penalties is the equity of calls toward opponents compared to the Chiefs. Biggest one was the Bengals game where there was an illegal block in the back on the punt return Two. that set up for a game winning field goal. I think it would be solid to to snag Rex Ryan as defensive coordinator. I just hope when it comes to hockey and basketball this year that the right teams win. Other than the Avs winning the cup and all the villains have won the championships, Warriors, Chiefs, and Astros. Mm-hmm. Let's hope for co- for better Broncos football next season as well as Coach Sean Payton. Go DNVR and support Denver Rivals. I don't yeah. think it's possible to be more motivated to beat the Chiefs. <sighs> Yeah. I will say Draymond Jones tweeting how much he hates them made me like him more. Hey, he's doing some damage control, and I think that's <laughs> smart. I think it's very smart. Yeah. I That guy's going to – I have no idea what's going to happen with him. Uh, my mind is still just blown. SpotRack still has him as a, a $21 million deal over three years. ESPN has him as the 16th most valuable free agent. Bye. So Those two things yeah. don't Bye. really add up. No, like he's going to be somewhere between $7 million and like $21 million a year. <laughs> um, I – this could be no, it won't. I'm gonna say it could be one of the situations where the Broncos are like, yeah, go ahead, test the market. Yeah, and yeah. then the market isn't what he thinks it is, but I just don't think so. I think someone will yeah. be like, interior pass rush, yeah, we need that. We'll give him yeah. twenty million. He's, and and what they focus on is the first eight games of last season yeah. when yeah. he was on pace for ten sacks. Maybe the Dolphins yeah. sign him because they're like he's only good when he plays next to Bradley. It's very Trump. true. Maybe. <laughs> or yep. the Bears just say we have no good players but a lot of money. Worst case scenario, we got a good player. We might be paying him great player money, but I saw we'll take the gamble. Yesterday said like, "Who's your dream free agent for the Browns to get?" And the top response with the most likes was Draymond Jones. Wow. I mean, but then you think about it, it's like, yeah, Miles Garrett, an Ohio State guy, so I assume there's a oh, little bit of Ohio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have Miles Garrett. They're losing Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. I would assume after how his exit yeah. went at the end of the season, yeah. so freeing up some money and also needing more defensive line help. I just want to talk to the players so badly just tell them how to do this (laughs) it's so easy it is don't burn bridges no like what is bones doing we loved bones so much my goodness why is he burning bridges with us uh it does not make sense it makes no sense chris harris jr did it to a lesser extent yeah um you know it happens every time i just want to be like hey look Whatever you feel, just keep it inside. Act like you love the city, and the love will come right back to you tenfold. It's a hundred, and also these guys may be re-signed by the team. Yes, uh, especially with Bones. You look at a guy who what has another decade left of 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 play, if yeah. not even more. It's crazy. It is. I mean, and like now, anytime his name comes up, like three, four years down the road, everyone will be like, "No, yeah, not after that." Yep, yep, yep. How you went out. Don't do that. Yeah. Very true. That's terrible. <laughs> Stop <laughs> doing stuff like that. Yep. Peyton Manning could have left the Colts and uh, been extremely pissed at him and said a lot of bad things about him. He would have had every right. <laughs> they just cut a future Hall of Famer for a rookie. Instead, he didn't. And you know what? He has a statue now <laughs> of him. Yeah. Uh, he can. He's beloved in that city. That's just part owner of like a big restaurant. Yeah, there. it's just mm-hmm. a smart thing. Probably to do. open Even, a Manning's at some point. Yep. Even like Derek Carr. Derek Carr could have been flaming the Raiders hard and said you get like a couple little comments, but that's kind of it. 
He like made that joke at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, which yeah. Is pretty good. Yeah, it was, yeah. Good. It was a good um, one. Shout but he could just Carr. be saying everything. Yeah, Derek Carr helping the Broncos. I have a feeling yeah. Derek Carr once he gets a new job will bury Josh McDaniels. Mm, probably. I, I wonder it, where he's it gonna couldn't go. have gone. I mean, we kind of joked about it. At least I thought it was joking. But it's like right when he takes the job, okay, how is he going to piss off Derek Carr and drive him out yeah. of town? And it took him a little bit longer than Jay Cutler. But he did it in just a unimaginable way. The Raiders oh. really could have got a first-round pick out of that if he allowed them to. Yep, yeah, hundred percent. If he would have done it respectfully, yes. Again, Josh McDaniels would have done it. Like I said, when we were in Arizona, Raiders gave him too much time. They let him visit. They probably schemed it up and said, "Well, even if I do come here, don't trade for me. Keep that pick." Right. Yeah. Mickey Loomis having some wild back channel trade conversations. <laughs> yes, Mickey Loomis. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and last one from our Vata Luke says, so excited for some all-time off-season pods. I have a conspiracy theory. A while back, you were talking about new slogans. I hit the chat with a buckum, but wasn't overly hopeful as this doesn't seem too family-friendly at face value. Imagine the glee when Sean Payton himself put the stamp on it. Definitely, he saw my comment, and therefore Sean Payton must be a secret diehard. I love it. I love the conspiracy. He goes on and says, is there any way we can get Eric Bieniemy away from the Chiefs for offensive coordinator? I think it's time to deplete their roster in any way we can. Jarek McKinnon, Orlando Brown, anything to make us better and them worse AL. I have been thinking a lot about Orlando Brown. Yeah. Like, if you were just to say, F it, instead of having like this awesome free agent class, Let's just get Orlando Brown, throw him a right tackle. You still have, like, you'll probably draft a guard or something. But just knowing that you have two studs on the right side of the line, that'd be, that'd be a good start. He's a free agent? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he is. They yeah. weren't able to lock him up That would last be year. sick. It would yeah. be sick. Like, even, like, a, a Super Bowl party with a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about and hopefully aren't watching. Um, people are saying, like, oh, that 57 is really big. It's like, damn right he is. Like, guess what? He's about to get $25 million a year, too. He is. He is. And, man, what do you do? Is he your right tackle? Is he your left tackle? Bulls is your right tackle? Do you cut Bulls? I would oh. I would put him at right tackle just because I don't want Bulls to have to learn so much new stuff. So like, you're going to pay your right tackle $25 million and keep yeah. him at right tackle? Right but, tackle is... Just as important as left tackle in 2023. And on top of that, like, although you're going to be running bootlegs that way too, or more so, I guess, if if yeah. you have him. Like, obviously, that's the run side, and you want to fix the run game. But also, if you want to roll out to the right, you could almost use him as a lead blocker and open things up for Russ to run the ball too. So The thing is, like, in today's day and age, if your right tackle is weaker than your left tackle, other teams would just flip their top pass rusher over onto your guy. It's true. Mm-hmm. So you're keeping them both. If that's an Probably. option. Man, two tackles and a quarterback. So two tackles you'd be paying over $40 million mm-hmm. for, and your quarterback you'd be paying $50 million. You'd be paying mm. three players $90 million. Now, obviously, they would structure the cap hit for Brown yeah. to be a lot less this year. Russ's cap hit this year is not $50 million. Um, so it wouldn't truly be against the cap, but that's mm-hmm. a way to think about it. Cap's not real anyway. It's true. Yeah. You can mess with it. And it's that's not real for a year do. or two. <laughs> then all of a sudden it turns very real. No, it, it just depends on how much you abuse its realness. It's true. The thing is, like, if you go a little bit, like, if, if you go a little into what looks like you're going over the cap and then, you know, do some gymnastics, you're going to be, you're always going to be fine. Mm-hmm. If you just, like, 
truly think the cap isn't real and sell everything for one year, then yeah, it's going to come back to get you. Then you're the New Orleans Saints. But just look at the the, the Chiefs are the perfect example. Yeah, they haven't had a hard time re-signing anyone. No, they certainly have. Except haven't. for I guess Tyree Kill, and they you know. Right, and and they did have to come to a tough decision there, yep. uh, and, and move on from him. But I mean, they got Chris Jones back. They got Travis yeah. Kelsey back. They, yep. You Man. know, gave and Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. Yep. 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 It it's can a be bummer. Done. It's a bummer. <laughs> it is. A bummer. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> All right. Uh, any other super chats or anything, Yaya? Cool. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us today. Uh, and today felt like a, a real off season pod. It did. It really did. It did. Feels good. It does. Feels We're like back, home. baby. Feels like <laughs> so back. All right. We will catch you guys tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Take you back.